Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host, attorney Kelly Bagler and the queen of business law. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Laurie Barron. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Laurie is a president and a co-founder of Pursue Inc. It is a marketing agency. And today's title is um, interesting. I I know you're going to love this because it's very, very current right now. The title is How to Motivate and Stay Optimistic as an Entrepreneur. Fantastic title. Great topic. Welcome to the show, Laurie. Thanks, Kelly. I'm really excited to be here. Nice, nice. Do you, do you have a, a, a joke to share with us? Yeah. Oh, I actually couldn't think of a joke, <laughs> but I do have a really good quote. So I was excited to share that um, comfort and growth do not coexist. No, they don't. Yes. So I think that that was kind of a good topic too, because um, going into a motivational conversation, it was um, kind of relevant to what we were talking about also. So, um, you know, finding that motivation and existing in perhaps a little bit of discomfort sometimes um, pushes us to to get to that next level. So um, yeah, it I does. know, I really wanted a good lawyer joke, but I feel like I, 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 I didn't have one. So unless you have a great one to share. Well, there are... How many, how many lawyer jokes are there? Since I'm a numbers person, there are 3,624. I have no idea. There's, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they usually say that, uh, that there are, so when you say, how many lawyer jokes are there out there? Oh, well, you know, uh, there's only three really because the rest of them are true. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's I so know, great. I know. But Laura, you and I have known each other in full disclosure, right? We have known each other for a while. I have absolutely loved your personality, your the way you think, the way you handle certain situations as a businesswoman. And I want to I want you to share a little bit of your background with us before talking about how to stay motivated as an entrepreneur, and especially in today's time. Yeah, yeah. I actually come from a an athletic background. And I know that that athleticism is something that you do daily. And it's still part of my daily practice as well. But I was a collegiate swimmer at Indiana University. So I've been swimming since I was six years old or so. And I still coach swimming today. And I help motivate not only entrepreneurs, but other people in the water. Um, so that's a, a passion of mine that I'm really excited about. But um, I would have to say that 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 discipline and skill that I started as a swimmer at a very young age and having to balance even work life as a small kid because I was I was a high performing swimmer and I excelled very quickly at it and so I um really learned to balance schoolwork friends all of those things and I really feel like that led me to a lot of my current day skills I even had a job at the NCAA and the National Collegiate Athletic Association for seven years in an accounting and computer uh, role there. Um, so I was surrounded by athletes. So I think part of part of um, 
that ongoing motivation is also who you hang around, like-minded people that are very successful and driven and and want to high achieve. And um, so I think that, that that's part of it. And then uh, after, so I've been a swimmer my whole life. After college, I was actually an accountant at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Then I decided to go to the NCAA and work in college sports. And then I moved to California in 06, which is probably about when I met you uh, when we started Harahub at Harahub together. Right. And that was a female entrepreneur co-working space at the time and still is. And um, so then I did uh, 3B Street, which was a startup company that I had that was dubbed as, as like the Nordstrom of Etsy. Etsy had just started uh, evolving and coming around and gaining popularity. And I really enjoy crafting and things like that. And so I wanted to create a better platform. So I spent three years pitching to investors and working on this, this website, working with developers overseas and locally. And I custom created this platform for curated handmade sellers. And it actually led me to where I am today because I loved the web design piece of it so much and learned so much entrepreneurial stuff that I started Simply Styled Sites. And that has eventually evolved into a greater agency for Pursue, which is now not just web development, but it is marketing, copywriting, SEO, branding, design, a much greater, greater role than just the web design running an entire agency. So that's pretty much my my background. <laughs> I love the name. I absolutely love the name of the agency Pursue. Thank you. Uh, you you're literally telling people what is it that you want to pursue? We can help. I love the name, Lori. Tell Thank me uh, tell me about um when you became an entrepreneur. What was the most difficult thing for you that you you personally had to overcome? I think doing a lot of things that you didn't know how to do. Absolutely. So the self-teaching, self-motivation, learning, and thankfully now, I mean, you mentioned these times too, now we can self-teach online. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of experience and, and, and value all of that corporate experience I also had, but being able to have these resources at our disposal with Google. And, you know, this, this started really, I started it in 2011. So, I mean, the internet had been around, but obviously there's so much more learning tools today that we can use and academies online and e-courses online and things like that. Um, so what was your initial question? The hardest thing uh, as an entrepreneur, you're literally wearing all hats at the same oh, time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, doing things. Yes, having to learn things that you don't know and have to having to be comfortable doing that. So just comfortable presenting. And um, when I started an, as entrepreneurship, I was told that only 4% and I don't know how accurate this is actually make it and that persistence was the key. So just I always had that in the back of my mind and just persisting and 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 not being afraid to just talk to people and say, this is what I'm doing. And the amount of support that I got was really amazing. Unfortunately, I had to stop that business for for personal reasons. But um, it was I, I spent three years just learning so much and pushing myself and learning from other people and uh, exposing myself to all different opportunities, staying open-minded was really important. Um, yeah, that was, that was really a great experience. Um, 
and then I, I just, at that point, started Simply Styled Sites, my original web development company, so that I could just provide the web dev service for people um, based on all that knowledge that I gained. So, Laurie, besides wearing multiple hats in your business, uh, despite um, being the one that has to go out there, generate the work, and then you come back, and then you're the one that has to do the work, and then that's a cycle that you kind of repeat over and over again. Someone has to go get the work, then someone has to do the work, and that person is you. Plus, you have to walk your dog, right? And I'm, I'm a dog walker yeah. as well <laughs> at, yeah. at, at this point. Uh, but how do you, how do you, how did you stay motivated, right? And, and still optimistic. You shared a little bit into it. You said being persistent. Uh, but other than that, I mean, how, how do you, on a daily basis, how do you stay motivated? Yeah, I think keeping the goal in mind, um, I, I really think there's a lot of individual things that motivate me at a given time. And one of those things is pressure. I'm motivated by pressure. So having security, having something, a roof over my head, um, making something sustainable, that really motivated me at the time because I was I, I was living in an area where I didn't feel like there were a lot of opportunities. So I created one. And I'm an idea generator. And so I was really motivated with that pressure to not go back into corporate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that was a really big role um, decision decision for me in that. And, um, yeah, staying motivated, just uh, pr pressure was one of them. Uh, having small goals, keeping those goals in mind of really honing in on what that life balance that you want is, whether it's to sleep in in the morning or to get up at 3 a.m. like you and work out. I really enjoy setting that daily routine for sometimes I get up early and I take my dog to the beach, no phone, nothing, sometimes before the sun rises and I just let you know, the circadian or whatever wake me up. I'm trying to not have coffee. This is my first week. So, um, I'm trying why? to not make like, coffee as part of my daily routine. More importantly, why, Lori? Why? Coffee. Coffee is the drink of the gods. I black. know. <laughs> I know. Black coffee. Well, I don't like black coffee. We actually have been doing bulletproof coffee here. Um, lots of fat for your brain because your brain needs good fat in the morning. And um, so, honestly, I, I'm trying to back off on coffee because it it doesn't help with my anxiety. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's more that I, I'll literally get shaky. And if I don't eat in the morning, I, I'll get, you know, it just it doesn't make me feel good here. So right. I'm trying to at least reduce my intake. Um, but I'm on day four. So um, setting that good routine every day, I think it's really motivating and just having those small goals in mind so that, you know, whether the goal is to work for myself or to not be pigeonholed or to have that flexible lifestyle that I want. I know that's why a lot of people go into entrepreneurship, but that is a really big goal and, and not just having these big goals of a lifestyle, but having small little goals to keep you motivated throughout the day, maybe just finishing a small task. Or um, sometimes I bribe myself, like uh, I could use coffee as a bribe, actually. If I do X, Y, Z, then I can have a cup of coffee. <laughs> Or, or whatever, you know, it's like just keep keeping that forward momentum. And, um, and it's not always easy. I mean, there, there, there's also money that can be a driver for people. And I love making money. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. say it's not, but mm -hmm. 
of course it is, but that that is a that is a really big motivator for people as well. So really, just finding that inner motivation for you personally, and just driving towards it is is so important. You know, it's very very easy for someone to lose sight of the big picture because everything that they are doing seems to make them step back right? You put one foot forward and you're taking two back. And that can be very disheartening, especially for someone that's just starting out. And also for entrepreneurs that are maybe going through some financial difficulties just because of the, you know, where we are today, right? Mm -hmm. And being an entrepreneur, it's, you have to literally be completely different. It it takes a completely different mindset to be an entrepreneur. I was just talking with another guest, uh, Laurie, about, you know, there's two types of people really, right? That we have the nine to five employees and they're happy to do that. And God yep. bless them because we need yes. them, right? Yep. And uh, or the other type of person is like you and I, but entrepreneurs. Yep. And what, is an, what does that even mean? What, is mean what, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? It means that you can set your own life, however you want to see your life, however, the, whatever life you want to live, right? It's totally within your hands. It's within your grasp. Nowadays, there really isn't any excuse because there's technology and you are the queen of technology, but you can, any, anyone that is trying to start their business, they're trying to maybe get capital for their business. They're trying to figure out which software is going to be perfect for their business. Well, whatever that is, they, when it's not working out, it can be very disheartening and people tend to throw up their hands and say, well, this isn't for me. I gave it a try. I think that, and, and it's so true for me, Laurie, is that you have to know who you are inside right? Once you know who you are, there isn't anyone, anyone that can talk you out of doing something that you've got your mind and heart set to it. It's not just the mind for me, the heart has to be in there, right? Because you're living, this is your life. You're living this life. If you want to wake up and go for a swim in the morning time, right? Godspeed to you. That's the life that you've created. If I want to, at at 3 p.m., I feed my girls, okay? And right after, this is, we've been doing this for years, and it's a routine. And right after, within probably half an hour after they've eaten, they they know that we're going to go out because we always right. go out. So they'll yeah. start stretching, they get excited because right? they always know this is what's coming up next. But being able to close my doors and, and take my dogs for a walk in the middle of the afternoon, Laurie, I can do that. And that's yeah. what centers me, right? There are certain yeah. things that bring you back to center and for certain things that really make you happy. My dogs make me happy. Um, yeah. and, and, and like you, working out makes me happy, keeps me yeah. sane. And then you have to love what you do. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, love what you do because it's day in, day out. It doesn't start at nine and it doesn't finish at five. It's a 24-hour yeah. job. Plus, you have to have the support of your family. If you're in it by yourself, uh, you, you're, you're, you're single, you don't have family or anything like that, then life can be a, li- be a little difficult. That's when you surround yourself with friends, right? And I would love to talk to you about creating community as well. But yeah. I, I think being an entrepreneur, you have to, you have to be self-motivated. You have to go back to who you truly are at the core. And if this is something that you really want, and if it is, that in itself 
gets you up every every morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It it absolutely does. Yeah. There's there's a quote too that that says we entrepreneurs work eighty hours to avoid forty. So. <laughs> But is it really and work though? No. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you do. We're on 24-7 basically. I mean, even when I'm at the grocery store, because we're passionate about what we do, I'll yeah. run into somebody and all of a sudden I've got some network and, and and you know, like you said, with our company name leading into pursue, I just want to know what somebody in life wants to pursue. Because th if there's a way that I can help them achieve that through technology or as a business coach or anything like that, um, it's, it's really interesting, the answers that we get from people, you know, you think it's going to be money or something, but it's actually balance and, and whatever's important to that person, there's no wrong answer, you know, but as long as somebody has that drive to pursue something, some passion, some goal, it's a, it's a starting point. Um, I'm seeing three, you, you like three o'clock, it's three o'clock seems to be a good <laughs> a time for you. Yeah. I'm hearing, I'm seeing a pattern. Um, but yeah, I, I you had said something else that that triggered me. I can't remember right now. But it it you have to start with that passion. And, and something that I have to think about too is not just how do you motivate, but but when you're feeling unmotivated, how do you regroup? And and again, that's really coming back to your core values. And like you said, having that community and my business partner Betsy, um, we're daily checking in. You know, and if you have a significant other or a friend or whatever that may be, um, having that support that keeps me motivated as well. And it's I thought huge. about the love languages, huge. The, yes. the love language book as well applies to not just, you, you know, romantic relationships, but it applies to um, business relationships and in some aspects. And I am a words of affirmation person. And Betsy knows that. And it's hilarious. I mean, we are just constantly cheering each other on, lifting each other up, reminding ourselves of how far we've come. And um, because we do work together so closely, it's like we're just so in tune to each other. And and she knows exactly what to say when when you know I'm feeling down or unmotivated. And and I I'm working on a lot of things I don't enjoy doing right now. <laughs> like taxes that I still haven't done and things that aren't web development that I obviously still have to do running a company. So what do I do during those times? I, I, I obviously know that it needs to get done, but, and walking my dog and not doing it doesn't exactly help. It increases my anxiety of it looming over my head that I still need to do it. However, I do recognize that I, if I need to take that time, I am also really creative and I paint. And so sometimes I will just step away and paint. I paint rocks. <laughs> and that? yeah, I, I, I just started it last year. I've always been creative, which is one of the reasons why I started that handmade um, business a long time ago, because I, I, as a hobby was selling at farmer's market, some of the things that I was making. And so I've always had that. And I realized that I'm, I'm happiest when I'm creating and building. And so just coming back to my happy place and again, that's kind of one of those little bribes, like, okay, you can paint three rocks and then you have to do taxes. <laughs> so it, it all, not not only does it incentivize me a little bit, but it puts me back in that, that right mindset of getting in my happy place where I'm like, okay, I feel grounded again. I've done what I love. Now I can get back to it. Because sometimes, I don't know about, I don't know if you ever do this, but I am at my computer a lot. And sometimes I just, I'm just 
staring at my computer at things that I want, I don't want to do. So, um, and I think that that's normal. I don't think I'm the only one that does that, but, um, you know, I, it's, it's really that self-awareness and recognizing like, okay, I'm not in that moment right now. So how do I get myself there? Or, or what do I need to do to get myself there surrounding yourself with community or being creative or whatever it is, taking a walk or whatever it is that you love. How do you create a community? Yeah. Um, obviously surrounding yourself. Question. Pardon me? It was a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of things that I personally work on too is, is self-awareness and what feels good. Right. And to me, it feels good being around other successful people. And when I say, I don't want to misuse the word success because that is, is subjective, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Success doesn't just mean that you make millions and that, that you um, are married with a family and all, all of these things, um, however you de define it. So to me, um, I enjoy being around people that like yourself, which is probably why we gravitated immediately, just have this light air, but you, 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 you possess light and you enjoy people and you take care of others and, and that feels good in turn. And so I think really being around positivity, which is also something mm -hmm. that, that I really work towards all the time. And I'm so grateful that I naturally have an optimistic attitude. <laughs> I know some people don't, I always have the glasses half full mm -hmm. attitude. And I recognize that in other people, the second I'm around somebody that's just complaining or being a chronic victim or something like that, they're just, they're just not in my tribe. Um, not that I can't show compassion or, or something for these people, but I've, I've really with age started becoming a lot more selective about who I surround myself with. Um, you you have to right I you think have to I think each and every person really needs to do a self-assessment you know how every spring me I do this you know uh, every quarter but every spring how people have a spring cleaning maybe mm -hmm. that's a great time for you to sit down and say okay I need to do a self-assessment I need to take a look at you have you heard of the 80 20 rule? Or the 2080 rule. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's start with the 80 20 work, <laughs> assuming that the 80 is abundant. Right. Well, 80 usually it says that in any business, you any business has a core uh, group of clients that will always, always be loyal, always, always stay. They always pay on time. They always are grateful for any advice you give them. They love working with you. And for any excuse, they'll come back just to work with you. That is usually about 20% of your entire mm -hmm. clientele, right? The rest of the 80% is usually <laughs> the ones that you have to put in more effort and time and the more draining to take care of. But Thank God we at the firm, we don't have any types of clients like that. Literally, we actually do attract like-minded people, like you just said, Laurie. Yeah. And yes, that's why you and I get along absolutely great. And I believe you have the same as well. Your clients, you love working with your clients. Right. And that's a beauty about being an entrepreneur, for God's sake. You can work with whoever you want and you're not forced yeah. to work with someone. There's been so yeah. many times that, uh, people have called the office and Sarah will answer and Sarah will ask me, can we do this? Nope, sorry, we can't do it. You know, and, and 
again, it's thank God we're at a place where we can pick and choose. And that comes through time. It comes through experience. And when people think that because their one idea didn't take off immediately or their second idea didn't take off immediately, failure is not a definition of who you are, right? Failure is what just happened. It didn't work. That means try a different way. And I know everybody's probably heard this a thousand times, but um, Edison, right? He, he, how many times did he have to, how many times did it take him? I think they were saying just under 10,000 times he failed. I didn't know it was that many. Well, yeah. Yes. And they asked him, they said, oh, so you failed that many times. How does that make you feel? He goes, well, I just found ways that it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't exactly. Fail. I just found ways that it didn't work. So yeah. it's the mindset, isn't it, Laurie? I think it the is. the topic that we're talking about today, it really goes to the type of mindset the person has. And the beauty about the mind is it can be trained. You can mm-hmm. change the way you think. You can completely, yeah. it's all in your hands as an individual. And, and, um, that really does keep me motivated to just, I wake up happy. I, I'm a happy individual. I wake up happy. I go to sleep happy. I'm happy during the day. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun with my girls. I'm able to close the door to my office when my husband comes home. The love of my life, right, Laurie? Yes. This is this is the dream, isn't it? This, is, yeah, it this is. to me, is success. Me smiling, yeah. waking up smiling, seeing my exactly. girls, starting my day. That, to me, is success, right? It's, exactly. Like you said, it's not... Being surrounded by amazing people, yeah. love, yeah, having yes. love around you, whether it's animal love, children love friend but just being surrounded by love there's also um you just made me think of another quote and i don't know who says these quotes so i should probably shouldn't quote them without knowing the origin and it's not you <laughs> somebody said something important and we're gonna repeat it Perfect. um that, that um failure is not the opposite of success it is part of success exactly and so again that's kind of a mindset thing people think it's the opposite oh if i don't succeed i failed and it's like no that it's part of the path to, to reaching whatever that success is. Um, and, and kind of like Edison, uh, success is really just a, a lot of iterations repeated and repeated and repeated until you get, and, and, and maybe there is no, until you get there, there's not a, a there necessarily because mm-hmm. we're constantly evolving as human beings. We're constantly improving ourselves and, and changing who we are in our, our, clients are changing and, and our, our roles are potentially changing. So to, to me, there's no like end all be all success. It's just a state, a mindset, like you said, a, a state of mind and having that state of abundance uh, is, is so, so, so important um, to keep in mind. So I, I thoroughly agree with you. And then that community that you create, right? If, if, yeah. if someone doesn't have a community, where would be, how, how would they go about actually creating a support system? That's what it is, isn't it? A tribe, a community, a support system. Maybe go to a networking event. Maybe go to places where you're going to find like-minded people just like yourself. And and um, go out there, talk to people, right? It doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything to talk to people. Be yeah. be kind, be genuine. And one thing for me, Laurie, and, and um, 
you know, is probably right for you, uh, true for you too. But I'm, I, I, I rely a hundred percent on my faith mm-hmm. and faith. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't see it. Right. Um, but it's something that keeps me going. So if, if that is a factor for people to stay motivated, hold on to it, gravitate yeah. towards it, get closer towards it. And there's a saying, this, this is really funny. I, I love this saying. Uh, they, they say that when um, a, a woman has, you know, a very strong tie with her faith mm-hmm. and she's, uh, you know, she, she's connected with, uh, you, you can call uh, God whatever you want to, the universe, God, almighty, whatever. I call God my bestie, right? So God yeah. is my bestie. And when you're so in, in tune and connected and bonded with, with bestie, it says um, when a woman of faith wakes up in the morning and her feet hit the floor, the devil goes, oh, no, she's up. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh Lord, <laughs> she's up. Exactly. There's another word in there, but I'm not going to say it, right? Oh, something, she's up, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's because, funny. Yeah, because what we do is we push away the negativity, right? We push yeah. that all away. We, we're happy. We're not going to let something uh, – like a thought come into our mind where if you have no control over it, why are you making yourself sick, worrying about it? It, That to me, I don't understand, but you don't get to that part until you have that mindset. Right. And did did you always start with that mindset? Because um, I've always had a very positive, optimistic mindset. Yes. But I think a lot of that came from maybe, early achievement, even from swimming or sports. Um, I know I just asked you a question, but it's funny because I had to get to that point, like even where I'm selective with clients, when you're a starting entrepreneur, you kind of, and 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 this is kind of a, a, a topic, we should have that mindset even starting on, but where you are when you're a brand new entrepreneur is like, I need money, I'll take any project. Um, you know, I'm still learning or whatever you convince yourself. But what if we had that mindset? Because I think I had that mindset when I started as an entrepreneur, but now I can be and I recognize and I'm just talking work, but client red flags, I recognize those red flags of clients that I should take or not take that that suit me based to that 80-20 rule. But what if I had that mindset? When I started, I think I took whatever a long time ago. How, did you start? I think we all did, Laurie. But yeah. I'm of the the belief that you have to, each entrepreneur, they have to go through their own trials and tribulations yeah. to get to the other side, to figure out who they truly are and what they want from life. So I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm very glad that I took whatever work came through the door because that trained me. And uh, now, like you said, you look for red flags, right? Because yeah. we're in a position that our, our relationship with our clients, it has to go both ways. And when you have someone that's respectful and they they um, actually listen to you because you're giving them advice, right? And and they follow your directions and this is what they paid you to do. And they don't say, oh, I read this, you know, on on, on Google or the internet. Yeah. So th- those, those um, I think you have to go through those to figure out who you really want to work with, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We do. We do all have to go through that. So yeah, I guess as a starting out entrepreneurship, I, I, 
every people can tell you under the sun, like, here's the red flags or here's what you should do. But you're right. I mean, having gratitude for having gone through that, that in the first place to really recognize, because it is each person's journey to really recognize who I work best with in what situations I thrive, what I enjoy doing. You have to go through that entire journey individually to really figure out and identify yourself and the, who should be around you. Because that's the, that's the reward that we yeah. get for being entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, we, do, we do get to pick and choose who we want to work with, where we go and spend our time. And that's the other thing too, Laurie, is when you're trying to stay motivated and, and optimistic. Um, actually, let me just quickly go back and answer your question. Was mm -hmm. I always, um, what was it, optimistic? I have generally always been a happy child. I'm yeah. um, with seven siblings altogether and I'm the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And and so I've heard stories that the babies are always spoiled, right? I always say, well, I don't see That's it. Okay. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Yes. And I, I've, I've just had a, a very happy upbringing. I've had a happy life. I've had a, you know, a, a, I've just always been of that mindset that um, when things go bad, they don't, they don't last forever, right? They, they too yeah. shall pass and yeah. keeping that in mind, they too shall pass. And, and, you know, the, the faith aspect of, um, of this of, of of mine it didn't develop until a bit later on so it wasn't as hmm. if right out of the gate you know I had faith and I was just crushing it and probably was I don't know Laurie I don't remember but that being yeah. said everything as I think where life really takes you where you end up is the the experiences that you've had in your life the people that you surround yourself with and your mindset it has to yeah. start with your mindset Right? Yeah, you have really to be does. able to to learn how to uh, create a winner's mindset. In fact, mm -hmm. that brings me to a um, a project that we are collaborating on, mm -hmm. and it is. So I, I am the founder of uh, Pitbulls and Pearls. It's yep. the coaching company for people who mean business and love life. That's you and me. We're talking it about is. ourselves, right? So yeah. like minded people, and you are one of the pack leaders. Again, this this coaching company, it's all based on the lessons that I have learned over the years from my uh, beautiful canine dogs. It's unbelievable. They are truly the happiest beings on earth, right? They live in the moment. <laughs> so, you. Uh, you know, actually having a winner's mindset is, I think, number one it, for any individual whether you're going to school, whether you've just graduated, whether you're starting a brand new job, or whether you've been at this job for 40 plus years, right? You can always have a winner's mindset. It's, it's never ever too late to change that. And what would happen, Lori? What would happen for someone that if they changed the way they saw uh, failures, the way they saw, um, you know, opportunities, the way they saw how they they are in service of other people how would that change them they would just get more excited and yeah. they would probably get to the next level and they would keep that momentum going because that yeah. truly for me anyways is the state of being is to stay in that optimistic happy 
place and it's genuine, right? It's never put on. That can be very exhausting all yeah, the time. It would be, it would be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, so it is really natural for, for you and I, and maybe for some people it's not as natural. So, so how do people that it's maybe not as natural for create that mindset or, or are, are maybe some of those people happier in, in a 40 hour work week, I, which is perfectly fine also. Um, but I, I think kind of going back to getting in that mindset, I mean, even, even I, as positive and optimistic as I am all the time, I still have to do, get myself in that mindset, daily affirmations. Um, I start with a stretching routine in the morning, um, swimming, whatever it is. It's, it's like, I still have to, cause, cause this is entrepreneurship is also very hard. So I, you know, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have to be real about that also, but I love what I do and I, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, with pitbulls and pearls, mean business and love life. I also love business and I'm mean life. I'm yes. serious about it. You know? and it kind of goes, goes both ways. And I'm so very grateful that I also love what I do. And it's so funny because these relationships that I have with clients too, I, I literally, if I have some clients all over the U S and I literally am friends with them to the point that I'm like, come stay with me, bring your kids, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I, I just really, really enjoy that relationship piece of working with my clients. And I want to make, because sometimes even what you do can be overwhelming or daunting or confusing for people, but them knowing that we have their back and building that trust and that relationship both ways. It's not just who we surround ourselves, but what we give back, obviously, also. And um, having those relationships is really, really important and motivating for me. Um, and I retain clients for a really long time as well. And I, I, don't, I, I don't know how much referral-based you are, but I believe a lot. And uh, we we have mostly been referral based as well, and that's been sustaining us. So I think mm-hmm. that's a, a testament to both how you and I work and how we are with people that we've that we're referral based and that we've retained these people for so long. And I'm so 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 very grateful for that that it's sustained and grown my business mostly through that. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I mean still- that just shows how important relationships are. Absolutely, I still work with my very first client that I, I engaged with when I first started. I my firm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You're right. That's yes. amazing. Wow. Yeah, and, that's amazing. And for, for people who want to learn how to um, create a winner's mindset, right? We're actually holding workshops, Pitbulls and Pearls. We have a workshop coming up uh, May 26 and 27. It's a two-day workshop and it is taught by other entrepreneurs in their respective businesses. So it's not taught by someone that went to a coaching class, learned how Mm -hmm. to coach there and comes back and teaches the masses. That's not what we're about. We're about real life experiences that we bring to the table. We're about um, you living, living the life that you want to. I always call it, you know, I'm living my American dream. And, (laughs) and I I truly am. Americans here in America, they, they, (laughs) They uh, kind of frown upon that, Laurie, because I think they're, they're just so maybe jaded or they they think it doesn't exist anymore. But I am living it every day. I, I am living it. I wasn't born here, but this country has given me incredible opportunities. 
And if I, as an immigrant, right, can can thrive with those opportunities, why can't Americans that are born here do the same thing? That's always boggled my mind. It's the mindset. It's the mindset, right? So yes, it's um, it's totally that. Yeah, but uh, definitely looking forward to those those uh, workshops that are coming up. You are one of the pack leaders, a fantastic one at that. And and um, so one question for you before we have to uh, let you go, Laurie. If you had to do it all over again, what would that one thing be that you would change? Hmm. That's a good question. That it's hard for me to think of something off off hand because like you said, I'm not sure I would change a lot. I mean, this has been, (laughs) this has been my journey. Um, I don't, really live with any kind of regret, if you will, because I see everything as a lesson as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, would it have been nice to have known some things? Uh, <laughs> like I said, when <laughs> when I started out and, and are there some things I had to learn the hard way? Um, I think one, one hard lesson that I, but it's also who I am, if I could change one thing is to not trust people so quickly. Oh my God! Are, are you in my head? I feel I feel like I'm interviewing myself. I swear to God, Lori, that that's, oh, that's exactly so the same. If I had to do it all over again, I would absolutely learn the art of um, recognizing charlatans, right? Yes. <laughs> Earlier yes. on, exactly. Other than yeah. that, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say other other than that, I don't think either. But I th- I think that tr- trusting um too quickly because i see the good in everybody mm-hmm. and i and i trust people's intentions and mm-hmm. and whatnot i also don't look at that as a bad thing in me because That's i true. do see i do see the good in everybody have i been burned by it um significantly but um you know, again, that's part of it. And I'm just learning to be a little bit more protective of my space and my tribe and who who I bring in. And so I think it's, um, I still want to be a trusting open person, but with a little bit more careful selection. Yes, but never ever change who you are. Thanks. Yes, never change that. Exactly. Based on other people's right um, interactions with you. No, never ever change who you are. Exactly. So Lori, how, how can our audience get a hold of you? Yes, uh, you can go to our agency website at uh, pursue.agency, and that is P-U-R-S-U.agency. And my email is also Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at pursue.agency. We, my partner Betsy and I, hopefully you'll be chatting with Betsy sometime soon too. She and I are very, very different, but we uh, get along so amazingly well. She and I have been working together for over 10 years, and um, we would love to hear from you. That's fantastic. We're definitely going to have both of you back on the show because we have just touched the surface here. I'd love to get into a lot more of what you actually do and how the, you know, you can help the masses, right? And, um, but yes, we'll definitely have you back on the show. Laurie, I want to thank you so very much for being a wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank you you so much. I really, I love this. I could talk to you all day. So this is fantastic. Same here, <laughs> same, same here. And um, for everyone that, that would like to contact Lori, we are going to have all of her information as part of our show notes. And you can listen to our podcast 
anywhere where you listen to other podcasts. That's right. We are out there. We are actually in 26 countries and growing strong. And uh, for for my listeners, please feel free to contact me. You can contact us through the app itself, Go Legal Yourself, or you can go simply to golegalyourselfpodcast.com. Leave us a comment, ask some questions, happy to answer those on the show. And do check out golegalyourself.com. It is a do-it-yourself legal protection online company that helps you save money and gain peace of mind by purchasing startup packages for your legal needs. I am Attorney Kelly Bagley, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been my pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success. <music>